Yes, yes. This is Sippin' Joe. Hey. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh. You're with me. Where are you at right now? I am at EY, yeah, the vision is crib. No, I'm not. I'm at EY's house. And I got some PG motherfucking high school legends around this show. So the, the shit you talking about, niggas been talking about all night. This night, all day. Not even just all night, all day. These niggas, hey, when well, yeah, y'all want to chip? Oh, two? They want these niggas want to stay championship in 02. Nigga, I learned a whole bunch of PG that I ain't even fucking know. You know what I mean? Last night, I got an education. So. Yeah, nah, but last night gives you education. Yeah. No, no, nah, it totally gives you education, but it's a selective education. It ain't really the. It's kind of like. It's kind of like. My sister selective is kind of like, and I, I respect it, and I actually like the documentary. All right, but it was kind of sort. Of, Jay, just take her home, Jay. She right across the street. No, Jay, who the? Which one of you niggas that hoop in high school is gonna talk to this nigga? Look at these niggas, man. Hey, hey, hey! I can't, I can't remember that song, but you said. Um, you said something like ended up with a scarred up knee, and I can't find that song. I want to put that song on there. I don't remember that shit, me, nigga. Nigga, you had so many songs. I want to put that at the beginning of this podcast. That was real life. That was real life, and then right. that was. Um, I mean, but the funny thing about my, you know, the funny thing about um, people's perspective. Is when your perspective is someone else's perspective continues to go, and when my life kind of like my my, my my athletic life ended, these things get, get really kind of peaked off. So at the time that I was talking about when my shit ended, yeah, you got first you got first person perspective on how it continued to go, and that, and that was that was really what I was doing at night. These things lives continue to. In that field and whatnot, but my shit was cut short. And that's beautiful because with that documentary, we kind of like phased right into that era when niggas, you know, niggas didn't really have a real understanding of what was what and what was to come after that. I think that's really the point for me is that niggas didn't know what they were inspiring. These niggas didn't know what they were inspiring by doing what they were doing. Yeah, facts, facts. Number one draft picks and all types of shit. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, yo, I was listening to Quentin Cook talk, and this nigga was like, fuck the 1%. You know, like, it's 1% of the whole world that makes it to the NBA. I'm going to be right. part of that conversation. Nigga, nigga I remember, I, I remember you uh, right after uh, the basketball shit stopped happening for you. Right after that basketball shit. I remember. You in my basement, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, basketball shit slowed up. I got, I got to do this rapping shit, right? I remember, uh, uh, nigga K, you know that, uh, that that KM that came to the basement to record on the BR8, uh, you know, that's that shit was crazy. But you was like, you know, 
undis—it seemed like you was undisturbed. Like you, you ain't worried oh, about. You get that, you get, you kind of have that same. You take that same passion from sports that you need to take it into actual record. Whatever it is, whatever it is that you gonna do, you. I do, I do think sports kind of helps you have that that motivation and and, and that and that that uh, that drive that you gonna be good at whatever it is you gonna do. So whatever it is you gonna do, I get it. And you take it into whatever it is that you move into doing. But it was just a, when you young. The funny thing about being young, you young and ruthless, and you kind of don't have a, a. You don't really have a threshold on what you can and can't do. And when you, when you get older, you start you start putting you start putting like like limits to to what you can. And what you can't accomplish, and I, I haven't realized that. I haven't never felt like that until recently, where you start feeling like hey, I'm too old to do this, or I'm too old to do that. I never felt like that. Obviously, when you were like 19, you feel like you're gonna do whatever the fuck it is you want to do. That is what it is. But unconsciously, unconsciously though, yeah, I, the shit that the actually niggas that that the, the type of success that niggas had. And sports and other genres of life, you really you start really feeling like I can make it anything. And, that's and, that, and that's what Quentin took took for me in that moment. He said, "I don't give a fuck about the statistics." You know what I'm saying? Like that shit woke my whole senses up. You know what I mean? Like everything I was looking at before then is is. It's not lesser than, but I took from that moment of him saying, I don't care, you know, that 1% of the world makes it to the NBA. I'm going to be in the conversation. And I just, I've always, I've always felt like Quinn Cook had a, had a real special story. Because Quinn, Quinn was, Quinn, Quinn started as a, I think a freshman or a sophomore, the matter. Um, he ended up going to like another, like a like a prep school, mm-hmm. starting over there. Um, ended up going to Duke, starting as a freshman. Facts. Uh, then they ended up winning like a chip. Um, and but 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 the the year that the nigga the niggas won the chip, yeah, he got removed from his starting role as a point guard and got moved to the two guard. And and the, and the other little dude ended up being the, the point guard, and that for whatever reason like pushed him out of all the rankings, like as a draft pick and everything, and he never even got drafted. I never understood the Tyrus, whatever Tyrus, Tyrus. I can't remember his last name. Whatever Jarvis Jones, I think. Whatever his whatever he was, he he got he took Quinn's space. As a point, as a starting point guard, um, but they won the championship. They won the motherfucking fight, the the, uh, the NCAA championship. They ended up going to the league, but he never got drafted, and he just had to work from the, from the bottom, bottom all the way to the top. And for me, that but but honestly though, I, and I, I'm on record saying this shit multiple times. The nigga right. Quinn Cook got a story that niggas is really overlooking. Because he made it without being, I mean, when I say overlooked, the nigga was always nice, but he was overlooked multiple times for circumstantial shit. 
like not because he wasn't good, because they brought a better nigga at point guard, and it made it made everyone feel like he wasn't that dude. Damn, he was a freshman. He was a freshman starter, and then this dude came in who was a he was a freshman starter too, and let's just push you to the motherfucking to the two. They okay. and, and he never he didn't get drafted because of it. But if you look at that documentary, the nigga never got drafted. Um, right. But he got he got picked up. He ended up winning the chip with Golden State. He playing with motherfucking LeBron over there and the Lakers now. Um, and, and he's a he's a real like intricate piece to the teams that he's on. But it's it's to me it was just always about I've always played the underdog card. Right. So when you got the under the underdog car, you got that chip on your shoulder. Um, it, you kind of like end up doing shit that you probably wouldn't have done, or you never saw yourself doing. I appreciate Quinn though. Hey, say it again. Say it again. Fuck yeah, like, fuck yeah. I, you know, and I just feel like more fathers need to talk to their sons in that in aspect. Like, there's nothing you can't do. I don't give a fuck about no one percent. Well, that was that was a piece mean? of his story. That, that that's that was a piece of his story. A lot of people didn't understand. His father died. Right in the midst of all this shit. You know what I'm saying? His father passed in the midst of all of his his climbing up. Um. So yeah, it's some shit that his father instilled in him early in life. And me having two sons, I really resonate with that. I really resonate with that. Niggas do have stories that I get. Right. Right. So, so that's what I wanted to get to. Like, Quentin Cook was a large part of what I took away from the whole documentary. Like, niggas said he don't give a shit about the one percent. You know. So I, I just wondered from you because when you had to switch over from uh, basketball to rap. Like, it didn't seem like you gave a shit. You know what I mean? Like, niggas would talk. You know, everybody had an opinion. You know, you, you, uh, if for, for, if, if I'm speaking personally, you, you brought in a Wale, you brought in, uh, Raheem Devon, you brought in so many people that were doing it in that, um, DC scene that it didn't seem like you cared about anybody's opinion. Like, you were just going to do this shit, you know, you, you, you know, Damatha, that shit didn't work out, and this rap shit was working out, and it didn't seem like you give a fuck about anybody's opinion but your own, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I remember I mean, that. I think, I think, I think that that comes from the circumstances that you kind of like, the circumstances you kind of like been given, um, you know, awesome, not even on some sympathetic shit, but I had my first six operations on my knee when I was right. 11. Um, and then I, then I had another three when I was 12, and I had another five when I was uh, like 14 or 15. So, I mean, we're talking about, and, and by the time I was like 14, it was, or 15, it was reconstructive joints. They were sawing my leg in half and setting it back together. So, like, we not, the sympathy shit was out the window a long time. <laughs> you, you lost the you lost the sympathy card at 11. Imagine you, you're not feeling sorry for yourself. 
Well, maybe for the side of yourself at 11. By the time you're 12, it's like, nah, nigga, fuck that. This is what it is. You grow out of that shit. You get what I'm saying? And you and you really start not giving a fuck about whatever the cars you dealt. You got to play them. And whatever's going on with you, you just got to live life. And, 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 and But to learn that shit at an early, like, at 12, at the time, I felt like I was grown. Um, but as an adult, I got kids. I got. I have. I have a fourteen-year-old daughter. I could. I could never imagine her dealing with that at twelve or eleven. I, I had my first operations at eleven, like life-changing joints. So, I, I, I think for myself, I just. I mean, I think with any person, you live and you grow with whatever the fuck you you, you dealt. And depending on who you are, you can handle it, you can't handle it, but either way, it is what it is. And I, and I chose to handle it the way I handled it. So as I got to the point, by the time I was 15, I knew I was never playing sports again. By the time I was 14, I knew I was going to play sports for real. Like I knew, I knew, I had already known, they had already, the doctors, not like my mom, not no coaches, I already knew. The doctors had told me this was not a possibility. So I had already, as good as I was in the position I was already in, the matter, I already knew that shit wasn't gonna happen. So I, I it's up, you, it's really on you to kind of change your mind state. And and, you, and just so you know, on the other end, on the other perspective of the thing, you know. I'm a fucking 22-year-old man. You come into my studio, you come into a danger room at the time, and I'm like, ain't this nigga a basketball star? Didn't he, like, the math at the time? Like, I didn't know shit. Right. Most people, a lot of people did, and and that's that's the funny thing about being young like that, and and that's the shit that I was seeing talking to to my people in the midst of everything that's going on there that was kind of like, the conversations, because as much as I knew who I was as right. an athlete, and, and more so, I knew who I was as a person. I'm sitting here looking at like, like video of, of not video, but I'm sorry, but like, like actual albums of these niggas winning state championships and going to the state championships, and going to the final fours, and all these type of things that I never even looked at as relevant at the time because I was so beyond it. Understand, going, I mean, this is the thing. Imagine being a superstar at 14 and not even thinking right. about sports at 16. Hell no. Because that, that, that it, it doesn't work like that. Nah, if If, nah, if, you, if you was a superstar at 14, you by the time you were 16, you was literally, you know, everything was based around whatever the, your craft was. That wasn't what I was on. I had already started a new craft and I was already into a new genre of art and life in general. So I I, I kind of, and I think that goes with me in life to this day. It's easier for me to put things in my memory. I can pack some shit up, whatever it was, I don't give a fuck how good it was. Right. I can pack that shit up and put it in my memory. If it's fucked up, if it's done, if it's over, we can, I, 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 Nigga, it's, it's back there. It's tough, but this is what it is. I got to keep moving forward. And that's my life reality today. That was that when I was 12, and I do that right. shit now. Like, trust me, I love sports and athletics with all my heart. But just know me. 
that nigga, that shit, once the nigga told me that shit was a rap, all right. Yeah. Once once I believe, I actually, I, I actually bought into the fact that it was a rap, all right, well, then we can motherfucking get on to the next, whatever it is, and it was music. And yeah. the funny thing about that, though, my cousin had showed me how to make beats when I was 11 or 12. So before the the doctors came and told me it was over, my cousin had already given me a whole new perspective on a whole never art that I fell in love with way before the doctor told me it was over. So when he told me it was over, I kind of like just started pushing more into what I was already doing. Right. Like I already took over my mother's laptop. I mean, I'm sorry, the desktop. Compact Rosario in the motherfucking um in 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 the um in the dining room. Right. My mama's house. My man had already took a um had brought a um a um a motherfucking uh what's that like an eight track. It was an eight track, whoever it was, the eight track don't that he got from his church with the tape that the tape deck it was an ADAT tape deck jumped on. Now, the, you know how the ADAT is the big ADAT, but you know you got the small ADAT. It's like a tape deck almost. It was that jump. Um, and it was great. You know, it, 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 was, it, was, a real, it was a real smooth transition. And, um, you know, it, it, you know I, I think that shit just happened. You know, I think, I think God have a plan for everybody, and, and I think that was the plan for me to, to learn certain shit in life, but that you know, it it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a a traveled road. It wasn't like a like a, like like a like a heavenly travel road, but it was right. enough here to actually um, to maneuver them. So yeah, man, I, I, I'm not mad at that shit at all. Yeah, to me, it just picked up like ABC. Like you was just like, all right, this shit ain't gonna work out, so I'm gonna go to the other one. And I'm missing that in in Largo's atmosphere. I'm, I'm missing that if I'm talking about you know people who didn't get that kind of uh, encouragement. You had that ego, it, and yeah, yeah, niggas, niggas say that ego is a bad thing. Nah, man. Nah, well, it depends on how you use it. Hey. Depends on how you use it. And and yeah, you're right. That that ego was what made me feel like I do anything on 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 a professional level, on a P level. I felt like I could do anything I did. I could do it on a P level. It didn't matter what it was. It made no difference. And and having that, having that in your brain though, that yeah. really does help you. Um, pursue certain shit without without um. Any kind of conscious, you can just go and do it, and that's kind of like how it was, man. And, and I'm not going to act like you know things didn't happen to kind of sort of derail that type of confidence, but I just never let it overcome the confidence. I, I just want you to know how the other side looked. So to me, it was like you know we 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 were in that space. You you, you know I talked about the BRA. Uh, you doing, you know, tracks and that shit with E Nation and all that. The BRA with E Nation all that shit. But we graduated from that and you made Danger Room a big deal because you brought in artists that actually changed the culture. You know, if I'm talking about Wale, if I'm talking about uh, Raheem Devon, that's because of KM. That's not, it, it didn't happen without you. 
and it doesn't happen without that ego. And I and I cycle back to Quentin Cook, who said, "I don't give a fuck about your one percent, you know. Like I'm gonna be part of that conversation." And that led to even 2005, 2006 space. I don't know if it's 2005. Yeah, it's, it's probably 2005, 2006, where you get on a track with uh, T-Pain, who was, yeah. was killing it at the time. You know, yeah. in any case, that ego is is what I want to tune into for all uh, my, my African-American, you know, all my black boys in, in Largo. Uh, I want I want them to feel like I don't give a fuck about the statistics because I, I I talked about on the previous podcast my father who said like yo you can't you can't be a black rapper you can't you can't be a rapper in this space like, you can't do that it's not something we do you know you need to follow education or you need to do something else you know my pops kind of like pan that whole shit. Yeah, and but but that's because his pops paying that whole shit. My dad wanted to be a, a ball player. My my dad wanted to be a ball player bad. And at well, the time, shit, they, he wanted to be the shit that was gonna was seen was seen to be lucrative and sit you on top of the world. Exactly, and at the time, black black folks wasn't in the ball player conversation. Right. When my dad was coming, up. so he killed my dream because his dream got killed. You know, and that's why Quentin Cook saying I didn't give a fuck about the one percent. You know, that's why it resonated with me so so you know so much. Yo, I love, and, I, and I love I love Quentin Cook. This is the, I, like I love the way I love his story. I love the way he went about it. I love the way you know it, it sounds crazy, but I love the fact that he wasn't drafted. I love because because without you being drafted, that's that's what sparks shit. It, it, it takes your journey to another level. He had to go to the D League and all that other shit. I get it, cause and, and this this I, I resonate with niggas like that. I resonate with with, with underdog niggas. I, I've, I've never there's never been like when I tell you, dog. That's the reason why me and D West connect on a whole number of levels because niggas have always been underdogs in everything they do. It was kind of like it, that. That's kind of like that was our always our, our, our under undertone of our relationship, but. Okay. Another conversation for another day, but either way, nigga, this is the, uh, I get it. Quinn has that same story. He just took it to a whole other level. He was he was put in, in a great position. Um, I, and that motherfucker KD that you know could could really facilitate shit and 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 knows your talent and the nigga Quinn is. Quinn is nice, dog. I don't, I don't, you know, it's certain niggas that you just, it's certain people that, that coaches and GMs and all these people just don't understand. They don't see it. They don't, they don't get it. They just don't. They, they looking for that glitz and glam and that flash. And there's certain niggas who just have them fundamentals and get it done. And he right. wanted niggas to get it done. And people overlook. There's a lot of overlooked people in, in this world. Um, I get it. It's life. It's life, my nigga. It's life, dog. But 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 I do appreciate them putting shining a light on that shit. I do, I do. And and you know, I don't want to di- disrespect Demar Johnson. I don't want to disrespect uh, Delonte West, as you mentioned. You know, so I do want to get you on here and 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 talk talk through that shit. You know, it's it's some tough it's some tough shit. 
in that in the middle of that. You know, I I I I ain't gonna disrespect either one of those brothers. Um, DJ DJ was was. Listen, uh, D West, my brother. So we ain't, right. so we ain't gonna get right. you far on that. But nigga, so but listen, start, I remember DJ Jamal Johnson. Right. That nigga. Yo, he was so much that dude. They was trying to like scale back the uh, the permissions. They was like, yo, we'll take him as a junior in high school. You know what I mean? He was that. I remember. Going to see this nigga play against random teams of Largo and him dunking on everybody. <laughs> and then I was putting 30 up on whoever. I remember watching this nigga like, God damn, this nigga, is, this nigga got that motherfucking work work. Like, that shit, that shit was nuts. That shit was nuts. I couldn't even understand it. What's up, mom? Absolutely. Nah, Absolutely. So, so it's, all, all, everyone that mentioned had their had their time where these none of these dudes was like just some slouches. They was all all Americans. They was all right. like the top of the to the great. I just I if if I do want to voice my opinion, I do believe that politics and all the whatever the issues are that y'all have, don't don't try to try to extract my guy like my guy D West like he never Hell no. Because Hell to be no. honest, he had, he had a he, he had a better NBA career than ninety percent of these niggas over there. Listen, every ninety percent only niggas, the only niggas in that documentary had a better motherfucking career than D West was Steve Francis and Kevin Durant. The rest of them niggas are are on par at we, best. Yes, yes, and it doesn't disrespect. This nigga was in league for nine years. Yeah. And it doesn't disrespect the fact that he worked every day for that shit. It wasn't it wasn't like he magically got there. He was working. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Yeah. Nah, that boy, that, that nigga worked that hey. nigga worked his ass off for that. Hey. Worked his ass off and, 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 and Go ahead. People, people people just for politics politics kinda overtake a lot of shit, man. When, when and, and you know me personally, so you know I understand that that oh, yeah. it ain't about talent. It ain't about what it is that, that you offer, whatever the, the 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 genre it is that you that you are into. It's always some extra shit, and that's the way it works. Can't get too bad, but once you know, when you know how it works, it's like okay, everybody got what they're I, I, aiming I, for, and certain. Certain niggas that get axed out of that because of what you're aiming for. I don't. I don't. Like I, I say, that's the reason. I'm just saying that's the reason why me and this nigga are, are super close. And we've both been through the same type of scenarios on different right. levels, different scales, but it's life. I get it. Get it. I get it. No, no, I get it. And so I'm changing uh, the the song in the beginning. So I thought I was going in. I thought I was going to begin with the the uh, KM song where you say you end up with a scarred up knee. But I'm I, I think I'm going to uh, start with that joint where you like young niggas shoot for three like Delonte wet. You know, like that shit. Yeah, that works. Yeah. That works. That works. That Hell works. yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's just a song, but, and you know what's funny about that song? That was way before me and him even really 
got close like that. I grew up with really? him, but we wasn't close oh, like that. You wasn't in it? Yeah, I grew up with him. We grew up together, but we wasn't we wasn't close like that. We mm. we we came close by chance. Mm. Um, but regardless, I'm just telling you that it's understanding, dog. And there's certain niggas that kind of like get boxed out because of certain shit, and that's life. Okay. You got to figure out other ways to motherfucker make it work. And, and I'm, I'm never with the bitter shit and this funny shit. Is he ain't either. You know, he niggas just want to make it work how they can make it work. That's one thing they can understand, dog. Right. Mm. I tell you what, Joe. Look, man. Yeah. You you done been on this thing for a minute. I appreciate you, man. KM baby. I love it. I'll talk to you later, bro. I will. <laughs>